Welcome back to the Noah Show. I'm your host, Noah. Today we had with us Valeria Rodriguez, the new AMA president, and we had a lot to talk about and it was a lot of fun. We went into her growth in AMA going from an intern to now being the president of AMA. We went into her transition from going from Dallas to Houston and making it her new home. And we just talked about a lot of our experiences in between. And it was a great episode. I think you're going to like this one. So I won't keep y'all waiting. Let's get into what she had to say. How does it how does it feel being the president now? Um, I don't think it's really hit me yet. Like, I feel like it'll hit me once we have a full officer board. Because, like, right now, Ben and I are working on, like, all the logistics for elections and just trying to make sure that people apply and aren't discouraged to apply. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, with everything being, like, online, it's kind of hard <laughs> to, like, encourage people to apply. It really um, is. And they always ask, like, so how's that going to work? And then you kind of have to go into the whole explanation. So we're really just kind of banking on reaching out to people and like encouraging them to apply, telling them that we see potential in them. And I think that's really like, I, if somebody reached out to me and told me that, like I would be really encouraged and I would feel like I'd want to apply. So that's what we're doing. So that's what my presidency right now has consisted of is reaching out to people and, answering questions and then also just like trying to establish myself and trying to establish like the president VP relationship. I think think it's going really well though. Yeah. I think you and Ben have that relationship though already. Yeah. I felt like when we were doing, we had a call the other day and I was like, I don't know if we should talk about like our guidelines and like our goals for the semester. Like I felt like that was missing. I don't know. I feel like maybe that that needs to be established. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to like maybe introduce that in our next meeting because in my experience, like with Cup Camp, uh, my partnership with like the other co-chair I went, we had to do like a whole contract about like, you know, what we want to do, like how we understand each other, our communication. And then we had to talk about like our goals for our camp and whatever. And I felt like even though that stuff seems unnecessary, it kind of helped set a good foundation. And so I feel like that's something maybe I want to implement. It's something I obviously have to talk to Ben about, but I just want to make sure that like our officer board is as strong as it can be, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's a good, I think that's a good step. Honestly, one, one thing that really helped me with like Ode and then a little with Ryan was like, we would constantly talk and talk and like, it was almost like an everyday, like, hour-long conversation almost with Ode uh-huh. and I think that was like what really helped me and like build that kind of like make sure we had like that chemistry going because like to me like the internal and external director role it's similar to the VP and president role but it's not because like we're you know we're like managing like 20 30 people whereas you're like a whole org but it has that kind of like same kind of like responsibility of running everything yeah, you still have to manage people. Yeah, so it's like, it, it, so it wasn't like, it's not y'all's, like, you're, like, you know, you're, like, I guess what I'm trying to say, like, the overall, like, you know, big role of it. But I think, like, what, like, that's what helped me in O'Day, though, was, like, it was almost every day for, like, an hour, I think, just always talking about CC. I think every time we, I think, I think for, like, a solid, like, three weeks, like, anytime we saw each other, it was never, 
like, oh, hey, how you doing, man? Like, oh, you going to the game this week? Ah, oh, no. Nah. It was like, hey, so CC, how's it going? How we doing? It was never. <laughs> it was always business. Yeah, it was always business, like a good, like, good chunk of time. It was, it was the weirdest thing, but it was also really good. Like, I don't know. I think, I, I think that's what helped me the most was just having that. But I think you and Ben yeah. have, like, I think y'all have chemistry, though. Yeah, we definitely have, like, a good friendship established. It's just now it's, like, adding in even more of the business aspect to it, which I don't think will be bad. Like, we no. get along pretty well. So I'm excited to see how this semester goes. Um, and I'm excited to see who applies. I've had people reach out to me that I wasn't expecting to reach out to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. Like, I'm so excited that people want to take on a leadership role, like, especially people that are young want to take on a leadership role. Mm, reminding reminding uh, you of you when you were a freshman? Yes, it does remind me of when I was a freshman. Did someone reach out to you about running, or did you just have that, I want to run? Um. So... When I joined AMA, like, I became Anika's um, intern for external relations. And when we, um, when I became her intern, she told me, you know, I am in this position for a year, so I would want my intern to stick with me for a year. So I didn't want to run for an officer position at the end of my first semester of freshman year just because I felt like, I was still trying to establish myself and like figure out how college classes work and how doing extracurricular stuff works when, you know, your class load isn't as easy as it is when you're in high school. So um, when I applied for external relations, it was kind of like, okay, I've been showing you the ropes this whole year now. Like I encourage you to take it on. And I was like, okay <laughs> so that's why I applied but I think I always had the vision to get involved and to apply to be an officer I just didn't realize I was going to move up so fast like it feels mm -hmm. like it's been a long time but it really hasn't honestly it hasn't and yeah it's kind of crazy to me and like I don't even know what I'm gonna do well that's a lie I do have like plans like for after my junior year after my presidency ends what I want to do um what do you want to do depends. it depends on like how the semester goes so I, my goal for this semester is to get an internship for my summer before my senior year if I could get an internship for like the spring semester that would be really cool um but I don't know if that's realistic so um why, if why I not? don't get an internship what do you mean? Why, why doesn't it seem realistic? I just feel like the time frame, like, I don't think I'll have an internship for the fall for sure. And then, like, I just feel like I haven't taken enough advanced marketing courses yet. Like, this semester, last semester I took professional selling, this semester I took introduction to marketing, and then next semester I'm going to be taking, like, finally my advanced selectives. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I just don't feel like I have the skill set yet. You know, like the, the the basic stuff that you should learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I kind of think that it's you don't need that. You don't need to have that, like, you know, the necessary. Like, like the whole point of the internship is about learning. And I think, like, you having, you know, Cub Camp and then external relations officer, 
now president of AMA on your resume, like it show it's gonna it's gonna like set you apart. And then like the whole the whole point of the internship is to learn. So I think I think you could get one honestly. Like you, because like because the, the people I've talked to, it's always been. You don't need to. You don't need to like know everything. Like that's the whole point. I, we're, we want to like teach you everything, and so I feel like you could get one springtime if you really like. If you really wanted one, I feel like you could. Yeah, I think that's just something I would really have to work towards um, in the fall semesters. Like, make it my goal to do that. So I plan on um, for sure going to like the pre-recruiting mixer. And then the like Bauer career fair and seeing who I find and then just taking more seriously like the connections that I make and uh, reaching out to people and just trying to like figure out what field of marketing it is that I want to go into and then kind of work my way from there, you know? Yeah. Do you know, do you have an idea of what you want to do? Um, I feel like I'm interested in either social media marketing and helping a brand kind of build up their social media presence, um, or doing something in public relations and like event planning for a company. It just depends on what I feel like when I'm applying, where I feel like I fit best. Yeah. Um, I'm also interested in uh, learning more about like digital marketing, but I do know that that takes more that I would really have to actually like work on. I feel like with my officer experience, I could do something like public relations or social media marketing. But when it comes to digital marketing where it's like SEO and stuff, I don't have that skill set yet. So that's something that I want to learn. If, if you're looking for that, I definitely recommend search engine marketing with Zon. That was, really? yeah, it's, it's a good class. Like, yeah, I want to ask people like what classes they've taken, what marketing classes they really liked and which ones they didn't. Um, so that I can kind of like gauge which ones I should take. Um, cause my schedule for next semester hasn't been finalized yet. So that's what I'm working on right now is figuring out where, what advanced marketing classes I want to take. Do you have any in mind so far? I think I might take um, marketing strategy. What is that like? Thirty-three, thirty-eight, or thirty-three, thirty-five, something like that. I think that's thirty. I think that's thirty-three, thirty-nine. It's thirty-nine. Yeah, I think I think that's the one. Like that's the one you have to take if you're a marketing major, right? Yeah, I think you have to take it. So yeah. I'll probably take that one. If um, you can I take that one with Koch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, mm -hmm. I remember hearing like. Uh, what is it like professors names like oh Koch is really good Zon is really good um so on and so forth like I've heard more professor names than like what the actual classes are yeah um, it's always the e always the easy ones that's the one you hear yeah <laughs> that's so true yeah always, like every single time you got to go to rate my professor and see which ones are are easy <laughs> yes yeah um last semester I almost took or this this semester I almost took um, I almost took supply chain but then I ended up swapping it out for my stats class mm -hmm. uh, which I'm actually doing great in right now which is great I'm in such a better place than I was last semester which is so nice that's awesome um, I know like I know you remember last yeah. last semester. <laughs> 
I remember it. It was a sad day, that first, our first EVM of the semester. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm sitting at a much better grade in this class, uh, in the class this semester. And I don't know, I'm trying to figure out if I want to maybe double major. And I'm thinking like, I haven't taken supply chain yet. But I want to take supply chain. And with the way I'm doing in my stats class right now, I could maybe be able to do supply chain. But I also know supply chain is a lot of like um, Excel. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I know it, it, the classes are harder in comparison, I feel like, to marketing classes. Yeah, I feel like our marketing classes aren't very difficult. Like, I know there, there, are, there are a few, and like there are certain teachers too that like can be a little harder. But I think yeah. overall, I think that it's a little, they're not like. They're not as intense. Yeah. Like, like, when you hear like accounting, you know, it's uh what is it? Uh, oh, like inter intermediate BBA. accounting. Like that, huh? like that whole class, intermediate accounting. I, like that's oh, like one of yeah. like the hardest courses that you can take, whatever. And it's like a bunch of people fail it. And like, it's incredibly difficult to even just get an A. And it's like, yeah. with us, it's like, we don't have something like that. Yeah, that's true. I feel like our hurdle that we have to jump over is stats and like maybe finance. Yeah. Oh, finances. <laughs> oh. That 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 was a rough one. <laughs> yeah, that one. If I don't take supply chain, I'll probably take finance. One of the two next semester. If you um, can get Pakira. Yes, that's what I've heard. That uh, people like her as. So. Yeah, I, th I think well, she's. Please. I think she's closed this semester or for next semester though. Really? Yeah, I think and she I'll got filled up. Hold off on doing finance. I'll probably wait for my second semester junior. Yeah, I think you. I think you might have to get somebody to hold the class for you. Really? I, th I think. I think. That's crazy. Yeah, because uh, what was it? I, re I remember Stephen was talking about that. How he would like. I think he would save classes like that in an enrollment cart, and then like once like at a certain like like at like. 11 at night he like he could uh take like take it out and then the other person you know could go into it and take it take that one spot like people go crazy oh, for like the people that don't have priority enrollment yeah since like, i think yeah. it's like if, like the, you know if you're like you're a senior you get the priority yeah so like as a, as a senior he could do that and stuff like that oh yeah i see what you mean yeah i had um I had priority enrollment, but my like transcript for uh, my micro econ class that I took um, hadn't transferred over to UVAS yet. So because that hasn't transferred over, I can't sign up for my classes. It's a whole mess. That like, seems okay. kind of messed up. Yeah, but it is what it is, you know. I'm not like super pressed or anything. It, I know it'll work itself out. Yeah, it will. I think I think I had that problem because I think when I first transferred, I forgot to send my final transcript over, and so it wasn't letting me enroll in some stuff. And I went to my advisor like, "Hey, it's not letting me enroll in anything." She's like, she got mad at me too because I, I I think we have the same advisor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she got super mad. Like she was like, "Well, that's because you haven't sent over your final transcripts." I was like, "Oh, okay, I can get that sent over like right now. Like it's not a big deal." She she started throwing a little bit of fit. I anytime I talk to that lady, I've always gotten like a lecture. 
I'm dead. Yeah, when I failed my stats class, I did not tell her. I was like, uh, I'm nervous to tell her. She's going to yell at me. <laughs> I don't think that's what advisors should do is just yell at you. <laughs> I mean, I know she just has like the, her best, in, like our best interest in mind, but I don't know. Yeah, I think she takes it a little far, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be scolded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to be like, what was it? Because I remember, I remember specifically, like, I took, I took all like the easy classes, like the, like you know, the intro to like intro to the intro to um to management, the like beginning, what is it? Beginning like supply chain, uh, mark like the first marketing class you got to take. Uh, uh-huh, professional, professional selling. selling. Like 33, 36 and 33, 37. The, uh, mm-hmm. I took both of those like all in like my first two semesters. And I hadn't taken stats yet. And she was like, you taking all your easy classes now. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Can I just sign up for my other ones? And she's like, you're not going to have a break now for the rest of, for the rest of your um, collegiate career. And I was like, okay, can I just sign up for my classes? <laughs> like it was, it was a whole thing. So that, that, that's why I just... I was so happy to be out of that, out of that like regular advising session. Yeah, and I'm so sad because I didn't get to speak with her before the whole pandemic happened, and we, Oof. you know, everything is online. So I've been talking to her through email and trying to figure out like what classes to take. And I'm just like, this could have all been avoided if like I had just gone a week or two earlier than I had anticipated, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can't anticipate with all this going on, though. Yeah, no. Like, was it, it definitely was not what I expected. I didn't think it was going to get dragged out this long. And I feel like now I'm starting to get used to it. I've kind of figured out my routine. It is one. If it is one? Yeah. <laughs> What's your routine? Um, well, ideally, I would wake up at like 7 or 8 in the morning and oh go my. for a run. But this week has been kind of hard. I've been waking up at like 10. And then I'm like, well, there goes my morning. <laughs> so I get ready and I go to a study room. So I'm still here at my on-campus apartment. So I get ready and I go and I take my things to a study room. And I just sit here until like 4 p.m. do a bunch of work. A bunch of like I get through all my like class lectures and then any homework that's due that's coming up I try to do so I feel like I've been pretty on top of my work which has been nice but I just miss being on campus and seeing people and yeah. going to class it's not the same no it's not it it, it really sucks honestly like I'm, I miss chilling up in the AMA office all day I know I miss chilling in the office I actually had stuff I needed to take to the office from conference. And I didn't take it. <laughs> Ooh, and that, now you're stuck <laughs> and now with it. I was it. just sitting in my car. Now I can't go to the office at all. Oof. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> that kind of sucks. I, I I think the day before, the day of them like canceling our our uh, access to it, I went up and got my stuff that I needed. I was like, because I, I think that I think that day I was actually heading home too. Oh, okay. So you already moved out of your like on campus apartment? I haven't moved out yet, but I like I still have like I think I have like um like my clothes. Not all of them, like a, a good chunk of them. And like my TV and then a few other things. 
Like, I have I still have to schedule like a move, a move out time and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm but I'm at home now though. I got like the clothes that I do wear all the time. I have those at least, so it's like like my dress clothes and like fancier clothes. Like it's all the dorm. Oh uh, well. <laughs> You haven't really had a need to wear that, have you? <laughs> no. I I had an interview though, and I was thinking like they're like, um, and I and they, they said it's a phone interview. I was like, I'm good. And I was like, wait a second, what if they what if they ask to change it to Zoom or what if they what if they do a, like a like a FaceTime? Yeah. And I was like, oh crap! I, I'm I'm be wearing a t-shirt <laughs> and some shorts. <laughs> I was I was I was like, oh man, please don't please don't change it on me like that. <laughs> If they did, I would have been like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I, I just withdraw my application. <laughs> it, it, I don't want to waste y'all's time. H have a good one. <laughs> well, how did the interview go? It went okay. It was a weird. It, it wasn't like it was different. It was um, like it wasn't like a stereotypical interview where it was like a bunch of like behavior or like you know behavioral questions or like trying to get star. You know, it was oh, yeah. like it was more like getting to know me, but it was like. I, it was it was it was so different because I'm used to like, you know, like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What uh -huh. like why do you talking want talking about a time where like this this this? Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was like the question where like I'm looking at your resume, and you know you're double majoring in marketing and management. Why why do you want a double major? You know, and then like what like why why would you want to go into third party marketing? And like like why do you like marketing? Um. It's like questions like that, like just trying to like, like legit just get to know me. So it was, I liked it. Cause it was like, I was like, I was so stressed out before going into it. Like I, w I spent like the, the day before going over like a bunch of interview prep, like looking online, like the most, like the most asked behavioral questions. And like, cause I, cause I talked to Sada about her interview with, with the company that I'm, uh, that I interviewed with. And she uh -huh. told me that she had like three interviews back to back. Oh and, my gosh! And stuff like that. So I was like, I, and they're like, she, they ask a bunch of behavioral questions. Um, just be a hundred, a hundred and ten percent you, and you'll be fine. I was like, I was like, oh my, I'm getting like, I was getting so nervous, and I like, I got, I got done with that. I was like, I feel like that wasn't like what I was like. It was not. Yeah, it was so different. I but I liked it though because it was like, it was genuinely trying to get to know me, and it wasn't like I was having to like you know BS a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because I. With the, like with like with any like with any behavior like you kind of like add a little spice to it you know make yourself look a little better. <laughs> yes. But like I didn't have I felt like I didn't have to with like any of those questions like I I don't think I had a, I don't think I brought out star at one at one point at all I don't think. Oh wow. Like it was. So is it like still the interview process has several interviews after it? So with them, with them I think it's they do I think I think what they do is they do this first one just to kind of get to know you. Uh-huh. And then, they, and then they get into the behavioral one. And then I, I feel like they do because like it, then they bring you to the office and then it's um it's like a group interview with a bunch of like with, with a bunch of team members. Oh, okay. And so I think that's when it'll be a bunch of behavioral type stuff. So I think this was like kind of like just to kind of get to know you, see how you are, kind of view you out a bit. And then that, then the next one's kind of the where the behavioral stuff comes into play. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm at the I'm gonna have to wait till like May. Or so to even go into the office. Yeah. So I don't, I have no idea, but I, I, I thoroughly liked the interview though. Like, 
Well, that's good. Kudos to you. Thank I know you. what company you're talking about, and I know they're really good. So I yeah. have all those well for you. Yeah, I, 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 I found like when we were talking to it was like I really, I really, like I really, I really want to work for them. I, I found out because one was one thing was like I want to do, I want to do management. And, like it was like the onboarding process too with that. Like, and they were like, at one point, everyone's gonna do that here, and I'll, and they're like. And if you wanted to do more HR stuff while you're doing your internship, we can fig- we can we can work that in because we've had that before. And I was like, holy cow, these people really do care. That's really good that they're like tailoring their like the opportunity to what you want to do. Yeah, it was. It's like I've never I I've never. I mean, I haven't applied and really gone through that many interviews, but mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like that's not a common thing. Mm, yeah. Like yeah, I feel like from what I hear, and I <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Uh oh. Do you have the Rona? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have like something stuck in the throat. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> don't die on my podcast. <laughs> I promise I don't have the Rona. Oh um, no, from what I was saying, I feel like a lot of the people that. I've talked to about their internship haven't had that kind of opportunity. Like, and I think that's what I fear is applying somewhere, getting an internship. I think I'm going to like, and then I get there and it's like a few weeks in or like a month in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this isn't at all what I expected. Now I feel like, yes, I get to learn about whatever it is that I'm doing, but what now I don't see myself doing this. So now what? You know, and then I feel like it might be a waste of time. I mean, it, it may, it might be, but also at the same time, it's like not a waste of time. Cause you really, you do find out what you do not want to do. Yeah. And like, and, and it, and like you complete the internship, it's, you do, you have internship experience. So if, if, if someone else is looking at your resume and they see an internship you're like, Oh, you've gone, you've gone through this before. So, you know, you know, what's up. And then you kind of know what you're looking for after, yeah. uh, after that internship. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I know there's like ups and downs. It's just yeah. There are. Um, one one question um, is because you you brought this up before. It was how like Anika like asked you you know to to, to take on the external. Did you do you did you feel pressured to since you stayed say the stayed a whole year with her and then. She's like saying like she wants like you to take over. Did you feel that pressure or was that something you wanted to do? Or do you want to go a different director role maybe? Um, I don't think I really felt any pressure. And I think something that she was really transparent with me throughout the whole process of being her intern was like, I'm not, she was like, you know, this is my last year doing this position. Somebody has to step up and like, I see a lot of potential in you and, um, just her like constantly telling me that like she had saw potential in me. I never felt pressured. I was kind of like, okay, I guess, you know, like during my first semester, I was like, okay, this girl really wants me to do this. I, I don't know. Like what if, you know, I don't see myself continuing doing stuff with AMA, but that wasn't the case at all. I just grew to love the work more and I knew that I wanted to contribute to it. And so I didn't feel like, well, maybe I feel like I should do a different position because I was like, I've been working towards this position the whole year. I'm not going to just 
waste it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to throw it away. Yeah, I didn't want to throw away that whole year. Um, I get that. And I, I remember when I started, I was really nervous and I felt like I had a lot to live up to. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I feel like the directors of external relations in the past, they've all done so much. And like, what if I don't do enough? And I think my first semester was kind of getting over that, like, not feeling like what I was doing was enough. Mm-hmm. And then once I got into my second semester, so this semester, I was not as nervous about it at all. I actually felt, like, much more prepared and much more excited to start the semester. Um, I had that, too. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because you've done it now first semester, so you're kind of over that, like, nervousness. I think that's um, what it is. Yeah, and I learned to, like, lean on each other, like, lean on other people, I mean, um, and not be afraid to ask for help, and also reaching out to people and telling them, you know, that I'm available to help. Um, yeah. But I, also not spreading myself thin. And I think that's something you and I talked about a lot. Yeah, we. Yeah, I, I feel like we did. I feel like I feel like I was in the AMA office. I feel like I feel, like, I and mean, we did it. I think multiple times. I yeah, feel like, I feel like I feel like that's come up multiple times because I I know I felt that for sure though. Whenever I like last semester, it was a ton, a ton of like nervousness and stress of like following up what Austin did and go and keep it going. But then like after the semester with like Oday, I was like, I almost had like too much. Like what is what I'm looking for? Like I had too much, like pride. I guess not pride, but like high hopes. Like it was like it like there was no worry in my mind about this semester. Like I like over. I was I felt really easy about it. I don't know. I can't think yeah. of that word, but like it was just like because like I'd already done it, so it was like it was like it was like almost like second nature. Almost like I already knew everything. Like I knew how to. Yeah. I, I knew what was. I knew what everything entailed. And so like this semester, I was like not worried at all stress-free almost yeah i feel the same way and then at the end of the semester i started to understand like why nico would always say like i'm here to help i'm here to help um like don't feel like you have to do all this like um and i finally understood that and so obviously i want to make it the best that i can but i'm not like super stressed like i was when i started as director of external relations yeah, it it just goes away. Mm-hmm. How how uh how does it feel like for presidency now? Do you feel like that stress same or like anywhere close? Um, I think my like biggest stress right now is not starting the semester with a full board. Um, that and then yesterday I actually had a leaders council where. Um, like all the other Bauer organizations met up and we actually got to talk to the Dean, which was really cool. Um, But we were talking about how like, if for some reason, by the time we come back to the fall, we're still doing stuff online. What are we as leaders of our organizations going to do to adjust our events? And I was like, huh, I didn't really think about, adjusting everything to online because I just assume that by the time we come back everything is going to be back to normal and yeah. so they were talking about like oh you need to have a plan b and I was like huh <laughs> that's something I thought about like I didn't really think I needed a plan b I didn't think but so I either guess, 
yeah, I guess maybe that is something we need to think about. And um, yeah, like one of the organizations was talking about how they moved some of their events online. Um, because we just canceled our events for the whole semester. I just felt like, and I thought that was a wise decision. I didn't yeah. think, you know, um, I felt like it might have been hard for us to transition to things online. A lot of what we had, you know, would have been hard to transition online. Um, but yeah. yeah, some of these organizations were talking about how they still are having their sponsors and their recruiters meet up on like Zoom and stuff to talk to their members. And I'm like, wow, that's. that is a lot yeah i feel like that's a lot for someone who's working to do yeah like everything's so crazy like to take time out of like working from home and like getting getting like in like stride with that to spending like an hour or so on a zoom meeting yeah like setting up that whole yeah that seems like a lot it is it seems like a lot to me um but I commend them for doing that. Yeah. And so I think now it's just thinking of like, okay, are we going to have a black, a backup plan for all of our stuff? Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm, I don't even know how that would work. Like that'd be. I feel like it'd be so difficult to get. Yeah. So I've been trying to read people on like LinkedIn and seeing what people, like companies are doing. Like I read somebody's post about uh, LinkedIn not LinkedIn, about a happy hour and everyone was doing a happy hour on Zoom, <laughs> like the company. <laughs> I thought that sounds that pretty dope. Really funny. <laughs> but that's something that we usually do with our members, our networking mixers, you know, our, our happy hour mixers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is that something that we want to implement next year if for some reason we're still doing online? Do you think we um, will still be, be still doing online? I would hope. I'm really hoping that by the summer things have simmered down and by the time we come back in the fall things are already going to be back to normal. So that's my hope. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping too. Because I, I, I don't want to... I hate this, honestly. Yeah, and just... Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what's going on uh, with like what the government plans are on doing, but I feel like um, from what I've heard, it's taken like people, countries, an average of like five months. I don't know if that's right, but I have no idea. But yeah, I don't know. So I mean, we'll see. I don't know. That's kind of oof. That's a little rough to think about. Mm-hmm. One one question I did kind of have for you too. Okay, so you you came from Dallas to UH when you were yes. a freshman. Yes. How how hard was that, you know, to go out of, like, not out of state, but out of city, you know? And, like, what, Dallas is, like, four and a half hours away? Mm-hmm. It's, like, four hours. Yeah. Like, how hard was that transition? Um, I think when I was a freshman, especially my first semester, I didn't really miss home, but I missed the feel the feeling of being, like, in Dallas or just like knowing what's around me. Like I didn't really know a lot of Houston, but I have a sister, an older sister that lives here in Houston. And she really helped me adjust to living here in Houston. She was like, these are the places I like to shop for groceries and avoid these locations. And like little things like that, that you wouldn't really like know unless you had someone here to tell you those things. Yeah. Um, was really helpful. Like, um, 
And then in terms of like missing my family, I did miss them, but I really didn't talk to them that much as much as I should have. <laughs> like it would be like a month and I wouldn't have like even texted my mom. Whereas wow. now I like try to reach out to her at least like once a week, if not as often as possible, you know? Yeah. You get busy. And I, yeah. you. I really like to keep myself busy. <laughs> and so I was keeping myself busy a lot my freshman year with just getting involved on campus and, um, going to class or just like hanging out with my roommates. I really liked my freshman experience. I liked the whole living on campus and going to the dining hall and going to like on-campus events hosted by like SPB and and then I got involved with AMA and you know t- just testing out like all the orgs. Um, that was a lot of fun for me. So, um, but yeah, I didn't. I guess because I was so busy I kind of had built up my own little world and I wasn't mm-hmm. really thinking about home anymore um but uh, you know it was always the age-old question Houston or Dallas which one do you like more mm, you like more <laughs> and I always tell people I like them both for different reasons and that's still true but I think the turning point for me was when I started calling Houston home like, I didn't used to call Houston home until last year, like, second end of the, my second semester. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, over the summer, like, I would say, like, oh, I'm going to go home. And I was talking about Houston. Oh, man. <laughs> and my mom was like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> like, is Dallas not home? And I'm like, well, it's home because my family is there. But I feel like if I were to get a job, I wouldn't, I'm not necessarily just looking for jobs in Dallas. I'm open to jobs here in Houston. I'm open to jobs anywhere, really. So. But Houston's where you want to go. I mean, I would, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Like, it, I don't want to say, like, yes, and then that not happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like Houston. Like, I would be okay with living here. I, I like the life that I've um, established here. But if I moved to Dallas, back to Dallas for my job or if I moved to like somewhere like Austin or wherever I don't think I would be super stressed like I don't my personality like I feel like I can establish myself wherever oh yeah and I think that's something that I've learned a lot these past few years and so I'm not worried wherever it is that I go if I stay in Houston great if I don't that's okay too hmm. would you would you go out of state yeah I think I would go out of state um, I know a lot of, like, uh, companies have, like, their um, their headquarters, like, up north. So if I had to go to somewhere like Cincinnati or New York or something or California, like, I would be okay with that. I think it would just be uh, figuring out, like, the living situation mm. and if the company gives a good traveling <laughs> bonus. Oh, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Have them pay. Have them pay for everything. I don't know if I want. I don't know. I think I might stay in Houston. You think so? I think so. I think. Like I, I've lived here. I lived here all my life, and it's like I don't know. I just, I just really can't. Like, like when I go on vacation, if I go somewhere, like I feel like everywhere I go, it's always a. It would. It would be nice to like just come here for a little bit and then leave, but it's it's not like a I want to stay here for a good long time and live here. Uh-huh. 
It's like a like a pass by and just oh okay bye. Yeah, I feel like that's how it is for a lot of the people that I've met that are from Houston. They feel that way. And, like, I really like that, that people from Houston have a lot of pride for being from Houston. I feel like being from Dallas, I didn't really know people like that. Nobody's like, yeah, Dallas. At least the people that I know. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know anybody like that either. Not, they're not really like, I grew up in Dallas, I'm going to stay in Dallas, you know? Yeah. Uh, but also, Dallas is a much smaller city in comparison to Houston. Oh, yeah, we're, like, it's the like, fourth largest in the, in the nation. Yeah, it's a baby city. And it's a lot of older um, people. Not, I don't think it's as young as um, Houston is. Me, I, don't, I don't think so. so. It might be. I don't, honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> have you ever been to Dallas, Noah? I have. Let me see. I've been there because we have um, – so my mom, she has a friend from, like, high school – that lives over there. And like, I think we were, they were, they were my godparents and my parents were their kids' godparents. So like, they were, like, we were, like we were like close to them. So we go over there and visit them from time to time. We stay with them during, I think hurricane could, was it, how was it? No, not Katrina. Was it Ike? I think my name Ike. I can't, I can't, was it Rita? I don't, I can't, I can't remember these hurricanes. I just know we went out there for a hurricane I think it might have been Katrina because, like, I think wasn't Katrina like supposed to hit Texas and then it like veered off and hit New Orleans? Honestly, I have no idea. Well, see, that's another thing. Like, being from Dallas, we don't really worry about hurricanes. Yeah, that's that's what we went up so, there. Uh, <laughs> well, we went to Fort Worth. Oh, yeah, I got tornadoes up there. Oof. Yeah, but it's. I don't feel like tornadoes hit more of like the country parts of Texas, like the mm. plains. Yeah. Like fields and stuff. Not, I mean, they still hit the suburbs, but I feel like they're more prevalent where there are just grassy fields. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I remember we went up there for that, like, kind of stuff, and then we go to see them. And no, we did, we done them like a few, I think like five or six times. And then always go hit up like Six Flags up there. Um, oh, yeah. And Arlington. Yeah. And then hit up uh, Medieval Times up there. Oh my gosh! Yes, um, that that stuff was was so was so lit as a kid. <laughs> yes, to, where you get to eat everything with your hands at medieval, at medieval times. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they had oh, what they have. I, I was I was um I loved uh, virgin pina coladas. So like they they had they had drinks there, so I would always order that. So it feel <laughs> feel fancy. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> So we, it was it was always it was always fun when we went up there, and I think, oh, what was it the last time we went up there? It's like Six Flags. I was like, it's like that swing ride, like you sit down in like these like this little chair, and it goes up. I don't know how high, and it's like, you know, two swings next to each other, like you and a friend or whatever sit down, and you just like yeah. go in a circle, and like the you just go like further out because like it's spinning. Yeah. Yeah, I screamed like a little kid on that on that thing. I was so terrified. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually haven't ridden that one. I haven't been to Six Flags back at Six Flags in uh, like two, three years. Oh two years, two years, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't the Six Flags even in Dallas. It was the one in San Antonio. 
Oh man. See, well, okay. Which is better though, in your opinion, your yours or San Antonio's? Um, I don't know. I I don't know. That's hard to choose. I like. Um, I think I like the rides in the Arlington, so the Dallas one more than the the rides in San Antonio. But the rides, I do like a lot of the rides. There's this one called the Iron Rattler that goes like the first drop is like 90 degree angle. That's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. That one, that one's fun. Mm -hmm. That one's like my favorite. I like both parts. See, I I I like my favorite's the Superman. I think it's I think it's at San Antonio's because I think I think the Dallas one is just like the drop zone deal. Uh huh. But I think that I think the one in San Antonio is an actual ride. Yeah, the Superman in San Antonio is good. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I don't know, my favorite. Yeah, that one's really good. Um, the ones in Dallas that are really good are like the Texas Giant, the Titan, the, um, what's it called? The Titan is, the Titan, we, we rode, me and my friend went there. We rode the Titan. It was like, it was freezing cold one, the oh day we God. went and it was, it was like drizzling. And so we went and on the Titan. Ride, yeah, and it, we rode. The, we me and my friend went to the front of the line in the Titan. Like my, I, my, I, I cried because it was just like, what was it like? It was so cold, and like it, was, like it was like the rain was hitting my face, and it was like freezing. So like my eyes just started like letting out tear, like just it was the weirdest thing ever because it, it hurt too. Like the rain on your face going that fast was just <laughs> painful. Oh my god. It was oh my. I'm done. Yeah, my sister told me the first time she rode the Titan, she on the first drop she blacked out from screaming so much. Oh my. Then when she woke up from her blackout, they dropped again and she blacked out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the uh, worst luck. Yeah, that's horrible. Another really good one in Dallas is the Mr. Freeze. That one is really, really fun. That one is really fun. It starts off backwards. It didn't. I don't think it used to start off backwards. Um, I think they but, switch it up. Yeah. Don't they switch it's it up? It's been a really long time since I've been to Six Flags. I miss it. Yeah, it's been a it's been a hot minute for me too. Maybe once this is all over. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Can't can't flag. do that right now. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of fun. My my little trips we used to have i used to have like the season passes so i would go all the time dang we ha- see we had season passes but we're over in houston and we didn't go all the time like we like we never like to go up to dallas like you know four hours to like yeah. go for like you know a day it's just they don't work out no well how how long is the drive to get to the one in san antonio from I mean, here? san antonio is like three hours i think Really? It's that long? I think it's like three hours to San Antonio. It's like that. Like I think Austin and San Antonio are like both three hours away. Oh my gosh! Yeah, everything's That's far. So long. I felt like it was not as long. I don't know why. I don't. Know, I could be very wrong. I don't know, but one year um, when I was in like high school, we did a road trip every summer. My family goes somewhere like over the summer. Um, 
somewhere in the States. And so one summer we did a road trip like throughout Texas. So we went to Austin and then we went to San Antonio and then we went to Houston. And that was really fun. And so when we were in San Antonio, we went to the Six Flags. And I think that was the first time I had gone to the Six Flags in San Antonio. And I remember it was the middle of the summer, the beginning of July. You know, in Texas, it's like blazing hot. Yeah. (laughs) It's humid and everyone is sweaty and gross. And then you sit in the seats and you can feel the The sweat from the person that just got off. person before you and you don't even care because you've been waiting like an hour and a half to get on this ride yeah, yeah that <laughs> and they never have fans either no never or if the fans work and they're like kind of blowing that fist it's not even anywhere close to me at least because oh, i'm yeah. short see my luck was i would just walk in like oh we're gonna get to the fans they just don't even have them on <laughs> So it's like I'm, just like, I'm I'm ready to get inside. Like, oh, I'm ready for the like the fans. I walk in, they're all off. I'm just like, wow, this is even worse because now everyone's just sitting here and just like a hot box, just chilling. I'm like, just boiling. It was oh so rough. Like you gotta have like you gotta have drinks on drinks just ready, just to yeah, hydrate yourself. That's where they get you with the reusable cups, and you pay one price and you get to refill it all year. Yeah, they 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 that such they get you so good on that. Such a such so expensive. It's just so expensive. Yeah, it really is. It, make, it makes things very difficult to do. I know. That's why I realized, like, before we had season passes, that's why my parents never took us there like often at all because mm-hmm. it was so expensive. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me and my family, it's. My parents and then four girls. Oh wow! So, yeah, you like you can rack it up real quick. Yeah, that's that's like a go go once a year. Like that's your vacation. Yeah, yeah, yes. It was a privilege to pull up to Six Flags. And that's uh, such that good times. Of like the uh, the state fair too. Have you ever been to the state fair? I have never been to the state fair. I didn't even that's I didn't even know about crazy. that. See, that's crazy to me that, like, I didn't know that Houston had a rodeo until I started living in Houston. Really? Yeah, because in Dallas, it's the state fair. Mmm. I did not know that. So what what like, do they do at the state oh, fair? So the rodeo is, like, the state fair. Like, that's what I Because at the state fair, um, it's around the same, like, time length as the rodeo, but it's in a different season. The state fair is in like October, September, October, mm-hmm. um, and it's same same deal. Bunch of fried food, bunch mm-hmm. of fair rides, a Ferris wheel. Um, there's like the you know cattle races or whatever it is that I do. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same, and then there's usually like a big football game that goes on. Um, and I think they have performances too, but I feel like the rodeos performances are like a way bigger deal. I than feel like I feel like it is. Yeah, it's a whole ordeal. Like you, you guys have actual celebrities come. I just think ours is just like rinky dinky, like country <laughs> stars. Get, get some, get some SoundCloud big. artists up in there. 
Uh, I, yeah. I, I kind of want to go. I kind of want to try that now. They'll stay there. You should. You should. It's kind of fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I haven't been to the state fair in a while. It's yeah. been a few years since I've gone, but um, it's been a few years goal, since I got even on the rodeo. I know. Well, I went to the rodeo. I went to the rodeo for the first time last year, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Who'd you go see? I saw Camila Cabello. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it was for free. Like my friend Pedro had texted me and um, my big, and he was like, "Hey, I have a free ticket to go see Camila Cabello. Who wants to come?" And I was like, "I'm free. I'll go." So we went. And yeah, it was my first time going to the rodeo, and I got to go for free, which was even better. And oh, then uh, I got a corn dog that's like a foot long. That was fun. And it was so cold when I went too, so I didn't. I dressed up wearing boots and stuff, but it was so cold you couldn't even see my outfit. I was just wearing a huge jacket. <laughs> you gotta stay warm. Yeah, yeah. And I saw people. I remember seeing people still in like tiny skirts and shirts, and I was like, "How are you not freezing? I'm freezing." <laughs> Some people just can't stand it. I just, I can't. Yeah. No. I'm I'm not a cold person. I'm not either. I'm not for the cold. And it's so funny because here in Houston, people talk about it getting cold, and the cold here is not even close to how cold it gets in Dallas. Oh, yeah, it gets it gets really cold up there. It gets cold up there. And it's so funny because my mom, I remember this semester, I was telling her, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, sunny and 75 here, and it's, like, the middle of January, and she's, like, are you serious? We're talking, like, 30, 40 degrees max here, it's freezing cold and rainy and gloomy oh, outside, no. and I'm, like, wow, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, 90 degrees down here with, like, a 10-degree yeah. uh, heat index. Like January. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one thing that always gets me. It's like you, like we have like two weeks maybe of like cold, and then it's it's back to like ninety. Yes, and that's what makes me laugh is when people are like, "It's cold outside." And I'm like, "It's really not." Nope. It's <laughs> really not. Gotta <laughs> love, gotta love the Texas that weather. It's cold, I'll let you believe it. Yeah, it's you gotta love the Texas weather. <laughs> it's always something. True. But. All right. Um, I guess before before we end this, um, I guess looking like looking back on like you you only had like two two years under your belt, but like looking back, do you think that it's that these past two years have been the right steps? And if you feel like if you maybe missed something or you've done everything right, um, I definitely wouldn't say I've done everything right, uh, but I do think the steps I've taken so far have gotten me to the right place. Um, I definitely think that my freshman year, I definitely could have taken my classes more seriously. And I could have had a much higher GPA starting off my sophomore year than I did. Um, and I think I really felt that last semester. But this semester, I've been really working towards raising my GPA. Um, and my goal is to reach at least cum laude, back to cum laude, because I wasn't at cum laude at the end of this semester, this past semester. So that's my goal mm -hmm. for when I graduate, at least. Um, 
But in terms of getting involved, I definitely think I've taken the right steps. Um, I made sure one of the things that I was told was to get in when you get involved, do something for fun and do something for your major. And I've always stuck by that. And I think it's helped me meet the people that I'm close to today. And so that's probably like the best piece of advice I've given, I've been given and I would give to someone too. Um, and so I think with my freshman and sophomore year, getting really involved in AMA, getting really involved in Cup, in Cup Camp has helped me build up my resume. And I think that's what's going to help me hopefully get an internship for next year. So I think I've taken most of the right steps. I think I've definitely messed up along the way. Nobody is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I think what I've done, I'm really proud of myself for, and I'm excited for what next semester has in store. So, yeah, I'm excited too. Um, you know, I, I I think you're gonna kill it next semester as president, honestly. And <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm excited to see what you do with it. Thank you. I'm excited too. It's gonna be a good semester. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. Because <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm gonna stay or not. It's up in the air. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but thank you so much for coming on, though. Of course, it was a pleasure. All righty. That's the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate everyone who's stuck around and just listened to my past episodes. And I've really enjoyed this, and I've come to just enjoy this more than I thought I would when I first started this podcast. And I hope that y'all have enjoyed it and gotten some in, something out of it, maybe insightful or something that would help you in your collegiate career. And I hope that y'all enjoyed it. I've enjoyed this so much doing this, just talking to my friends and getting to know them on a little more deeper level and understand what they did. And it's, it's been a fun time. So I hope that y'all enjoyed it as much as I did. And this is probably be the last episode, unfortunately, but who knows what the future holds. Maybe there's more episodes to come, but thank you all for listening. This has been the Noah show. <laughs>